The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, Heckma Harrison, and Newey Scruggs. Hello and welcome to the Players' Lounge, sponsored by Tostitos, the official chip and dip of the Dallas Cowboys. You're now rocking with the best. I'm Heckma Harrison. He's Danny McRae. <laughs> That's Newish Scruggs. <laughs> Who is that? It, Newish Scruggs. <laughs> okay. That's Newish Scruggs. Right. Before you start the show, we got to start up. Ah! Is that the other one? Now we made it wrong. Now we can build We can build Voltron now. <laughs> I tell you what, I used to say the only 42 I acknowledge is Barry Church. It's, but it's still that way. It's still that way. No, I'm going to have to change that, B.C. I'm going to have to change that, B.C. I guess, no, come back, come back. Oh, we get, oh, all right, all right. After all the trouble we had. going to get up and move everything after all of that. After all of that, Barry, I swear to God. But this is, this is the Players' Lounge, man. And, man, we got so much to talk about, but y'all know me. If I'm, if I'm hosting, I want to find out, man, how was your weekend? There's a lot of things going on. D-Mac, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, listen, I'm good for the most part. You know what I'm saying? We had a nice little halftime performance with NFL flag. The AU team got to play during halftime of the first preseason game, so everything okay. was good, right? Until I walked in here, okay? And if anybody was watching, if you was watching last week, okay, the angle is a little different because Barry Church stole, uh, stole my spot, okay? And I'm not going to forget this. Put some context on Not going to forget. You stole my spot. Put some context on that? Stole my spot. That's oh, man. crazy. That's okay, Louis, how about you, brother? Uh, how are you? Brother, I'm good. I uh, moved the daughter into uh, her dorm room, so... Yeah, yeah, man. It was, it was good. It was good. Sitting up in the church because they wanted to pray over the soccer teams. I was in church, and I ain't going to lie, man. I started crying. Started crying. Started crying, man. You're dropping your first child off to school, and, uh, and you know, just like, wow, here, here you are. Because you never forget. Obviously, all three of you had a child, so yeah. you never forget the first one and just everything there. And you, how did I get from there to here? Don't start crying on this. No, I ain't going to cry. I'm going to cry, but that's, just, <laughs> but that's just where I was. But that's just where I was. It's like, you know, wow. Wow, yeah, so man. so that was my weekend, and uh, 109 degrees driving from Tyler back to town. It was getting burnt up on the steering wheel. It was hot, but all yeah. good, man, all good. So, Good good deal. I, I love to hear it. Man, BC, what about you, man? How's your weekend? How's everything? Everything's amazing, man. Family doing good. Kids start school next, uh, what, tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. So tomorrow. Go! Get out! Go! <laughs> yeah, so that's Have fun! Golf swing. <laughs> Yeah. It's gonna get a little bit better. Gonna get, gonna the golf swing's gonna get better. You got, what's, you got what's your window? You got a four or five hour window? Oh, yeah, now? it's easy. So drop off 7 30. I don't gotta do nothing again until about one ish. So yeah, that's one ish. Nice. You know, please make sure you fill some of I'll be here. I'll be here. What time is this? Wednesday. So that's how you know. Wednesday. Yeah, that's how you know what's going on with, with Barry Church. I'm gonna tell y'all for me. You know, I told y'all, man, my son broke his hip uh, training mm. about a month ago. Went to the doctor today. That thing is all healed up. Ready to we roll? ready to go, boy. So there we can put is. the train back on the tracks. You know what I mean? <laughs> there it's you go. Sophomore playing varsity, man. We're looking forward to it. But, hey, we got to talk about some Cowboy football. The Dallas Cowboys played on Saturday at 4 p.m. at AT&T Stadium. And, man, there are a lot of good things that came out of, of, that, uh, of that preseason game. But one of the big things that everybody in Cowboy Nation is talking about is number 42, Deuce Vaughn. And, Nui, tell me what you saw, man. Anything good came out of that, especially the running back position that we've been talking about, I mean, ad nauseum. I think 
what we saw in camp translated to the field. We always talk about the all Oxnard. Mm -hmm. This this gentleman is not all Oxnard. And in so many ways, this kid performed like he did at Kansas State. You know, you had question marks, and then you see him play. Oh, okay, he's fine. So he's going to make the football team. And it was just kind of interesting being in the media tent and people, well, you know, you can't have Turpin and you can't have you can't have Deuce Vaughn. I'm like, why not? And just even reading Calvin Watkins, like, well, you know, what do you do? Is Turpin in trouble? You said Turpin on the bubble. How's a Pro Bowl returner on a bubble? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They're going to keep both, which is also why McCarthy wanted to see Turpin in a receiver role. Let me see what else you can do. So to me, when you start talking about, you know, who's the, who's the dude who should be wearing for his job, somebody like Simi Fajoko, who's not a special teams guy. Yeah. So if you ask yourself, go into a football season, who's going to help me more on Sundays? Who's giving you more plays? Turpin, Simi Fajoko. To me, it's pretty simple, right? It's Turpin. And, and to go back to Deuce Vaughn, Deuce Vaughn's going to be on this football team. They like him. Head coach likes him. Owner likes him. He's going to sell some jerseys. Daddy, that, that's what <laughs> He might sell more 42 jerseys. Oh, no. Oh, no. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't Safe, so. Safety's running backs, you know what I mean? Just, Say it ain't it, so. It's, you know. And nah, uh, he coming out of that 4-2. I mean, nah. you, you can't. 4-2 at the running back spot. What's pros war? 43. Okay, okay. K-State, what's wrong with that? We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But, no, you know, coming from that game, of course, we're talking about Deuce Vaughn, and, you know, I think – he showed a, a lot of us that he he belongs in this league. You know, he belongs with still question marks on him out there as far as I'm concerned. What are those? Because when we look at it, all right, when we look at what he was doing, yes, does he have great vision? Of course, he can hit the hole, and he's extremely elusive back there. So he had some home run potential. But to me, when I look at it, I mean, it was one preseason game, and he was going against, if we're being honest, he was going against guys that are, just came out of college just like he did. He wasn't going against the, the first team, you know, Jacksonville defense out there. He was going against threes and fours out there, and he, he looked impressive. So, to me, I just need a bigger sample size. You know, maybe next game he goes out there and he plays in the first quarter. He plays in a, you know, earlier in that, in that first half to see what he can do against a little bit better competition. But for the competition that he went out there against, he played well. He was elusive. He made plays out there. And like Nui said, he's going to make this team, to me, I'm with Calvin Watkins a little bit, or Calvin Clarence Hill a little bit when it comes down Calvin to those Watkins, where it's Turpin or Deuce Vaughn. I, I still, I, because to me that's that's two roster spots taken up by almost the same individual, gadget type guys. I mean, so I'm, I know I'm, it's up I'm, in the air. I'm, I'm gonna go against you a little bit just because the Simi Fihoko thing is 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 really giving Turpin a spot to me. Last week I'm sitting there and I'm saying, you know what, if, if Simi Fihoko go out there and he plays, he didn't. But if he went out there and he and he showed that he could do something in the game, mm -hmm. then I think Turpin will be in trouble. One, because I don't think that Turpin and uh, Deuce are the same. I don't think you can use them the same anymore after I watched them. Mm -hmm. Deuce is a running back. Oh, yeah. All right, he's so, going to be in so. the backfield, and he's going to be – it's going to be a few gadgets, but they can run – they can line him up and run the read, uh, rezone. They can run the read option. They can do all that stuff with Deuce. Mm -hmm. his, uh, his ability to be elusive, I'm just – I said this to you on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. I said, listen – what they thought Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was supposed to be when he got into the league, being able to do what he did in college, is what I saw in the one preseason game, albeit what I saw from Deuce Vaughn uh, when he played in that game. So you mm. see him make those strides towards RB2, not RB3, and it doesn't concern you at all as far as blocking third down. Any no, 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 no. I didn't say RB2. Right, right. I didn't okay. say RB2. Okay. I was about to say, we were going to say that. <laughs> I was going to push an envelope. I didn't say that. I'm telling you. I said, what, I, what I saw from him, so when I watched, and this is LSU thing, when I saw Clyde Edwards-Hilaire play in college, 
What I expected to see him do when he got to Kansas City was what I saw Deuce Vaughn do. Be elusive, still run with some power, so it's still not, you can't, like we saw him get picked up at practice. You're not going to see him get picked up like that in the game because you got to try to tackle the guy, yeah, right? And when you add that element in of like, okay, now we're going live, you can see that he has a little bit more elusivity than what you saw out there at practice, and I think that is going to bode well for him. Now, you know, Simi, I don't know. I don't know what Simi got, but, yeah. But if he's, not, if he's not RB2, all right, if he's not, you know, solidified as that running back two, he's not. So, so is he? Is he just gonna be a gadget guy? He'd be RB three. Be RB three. Be RB. So how many touches is you know, RB three getting? I think he get eight. And they gonna put RB three in there for, if, for if eight we, touches? If, if they say we go, if we gonna run the ball as much as uh, McCarthy said he's gonna run the ball, and depending on how it starts with the offensive line, I think we'll be running the ball a lot. So put it in mm. context, the game on Saturday there were twenty two rushes. Okay, so let's just say in a, in, in, in a normal game, if you have 22 touches, the majority of those are going to be taken by Tony Pollard. Correct? He getting 17, 18. He is 17, yeah. 18. Then you're distributing those in between Deuce and Ronald Rico, Jones or Rico yeah. Dattle or mm-hmm. whoever oh, else. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on, listen, I, I think that's fair. Okay. But just like Tony Pollard and Zeke, if you got a guy that's getting in the game, doing what Deuce did, if he plays against – and he comes out in week one and he plays like he played – uh, on Saturday, mm-hmm. all right? You're going to tell me, we're going to sit here and say, nah, he, because he's RB3, he can only get two carries. Or you're going to say, we're going to put this guy in the game and see what he can do because he's he's obviously a difference maker, change of pace to our one change of pace guy. Mm-hmm. But he's one of those guys you get out there on defense, you say, okay, he's hiding behind the offensive line. He's hard to see. We can run screens with him. We can run gadget plays with him. Oh, yeah, and he can run in between the tackles. Yeah. They yeah. put him down there to score on the four-yard line. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he makes a move. He does it. I mean, almost textbook the run that he had. It, it was a great run. But Nui, let me just say this: as far as the offensive coordinator now, Mike McCarthy, in his mind, when you're putting together a deuce package, and, and I think what you're alluding to is a RB three. You keep a guy like that just for four or five plays. What else is he going to do? Mm-hmm. But if you have a package like that, what would that package entail for a guy? Look, like some of the some of the screen plays they ran out there were pretty cool. And, and McCarthy talking about like they can't. They, he's like. They're trying to find him. So there, there'll be packages in there for him. I think, obviously, we'll t- Tony Pollard's one. I think Deuce right now is three. At two, you're looking for Malik Davis, uh, Rico Dowdle, Ronald Jones, who's going to miss two games because of a suspension, and then he's missing camp right now. And, you know, my man holds on to the ball, goes into the end zone. Yeah, it, was, then, it, was a nice, it was a nice play. Yeah, he, he shows some explosive <laughs> right after he caught so, the ball. So, so, so I, I think they're going to have a tough choice basically between Rico Dial and Malik Davis at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's going to be some guys cut that they bring back. Take, for instance, a semi for Hoko, who can be cut. Let's say it's between Davis or Dial, one of those guys, because they know the system. Other team systems they won't necessarily know. I could see them bringing those guys back mm-hmm. because this is what they've done in the past. Now, if Will Greer happens to not make the football team, I could see Will Greer being a guy that doesn't get picked up by anyone because they say maybe he doesn't know enough of our system and we have who we want to be our number three guy and the Cowboys can bring him back. This practice squad is going to be a very interesting place and they're going to have to make those decisions. That's why the Seattle game is so big because who plays well again that you start to say, and you guys know this, we can't hide him. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you see it. Right. We can't, we can't, right. We can't let him get out there. So that, that's the interesting thing with some of these positions where you're like, well, we like this guy, you like that guy. Who is it you can cut and you say we can get him back? Like Cooper Rush last year. Mm-hmm. Cooper Rush will not be cut again. You know, they're going to keep him. But but that's what they did last year. Who can we let go? And maybe another team doesn't want him because they're like, man, he, he's not going to really know our system, our package. But 
That's why a Deuce Vaughn is going to make this team and a Turpin's going to make this team because if you put those two out there, gone. You're, yeah. right, you're not getting them back. Are we all in agreement that Deuce Vaughn's stock is I'll give you that. It's shooting through yes. the roof right He's now. off all odds yes. now. Yes. He's <laughs> off all odds. He, he has made the team. Yeah, and, made, and you are saying that Turpin is for sure on this team because he made the Pro Bowl last year. He made the Pro Bowl. Even with the, the fumbling issues. I mean, get the, yeah, they, I had a little fumbleitis there a little okay, bit. Made the Pro Bowl. They did. They did. Fossil is, I mean, Fossil has juice. Okay? Fossil's got juice. But right now, if you don't have Turpin there, who, who's doing it? They kicked the ball. You know, if they Deuce, kicked the Deuce. ball to Deuce, if they, I mean, because he, they, the uh, punter fumbled the snap, so it was like one of those rugby kicks. He didn't really get an opportunity to get out there and show what he can do. But those are the type of players where you say, okay, let's get him back there on punt return and see if he has that same type of juice when you get him the ball in his hands. Then, and, and, now, it, and it's, can he uh, secure the ball? One, because remember, Cole Beasley used to get put back yeah. there because. He could just, just one. He could catch the ball. Yeah, he could catch. So, but also with Turpin, there was a little friendly fire there that led to the to the fumble. So it's okay. So, but but on to the run. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but, but, so, but but I I, I put like, Turpin's on this football. You sure? Team. Okay. okay. All right. For me, yeah. Turpin's on this football team, and and one of the things that they, we we got to talk to him at camp out um, a little bit was, I think it was, twenty two some odd football games or whatnot that he had played between. Cowboys, you know, the preseason and the NFL season going off the USFL season. He didn't really – he was tired. Yeah. So he's had an offseason. Um, I'm looking forward for the bounce back against Seattle. I, I do. But, oh, yeah. but to me, Tur Turpin and Vaughn, to me, these are not question marks. For some media members, as we're talking about this team, they're like, man, I don't know if we keep both of them. I'm like, yeah, you're keeping them both. Because if you put either one of them out there, they're gone. I'm just telling you, you put Deuce Vaughn out there to return kicks or return punts, and they let him get the ball in his hands, and he shows that he could do something, then I think you should be worried about Turpin. One thing about it is when I saw Deuce Vaughn, he is instant energy for your offense. He just provided a spark mm -hmm. immediately, just the way he runs. I mean, elusive. He, he had two guys running to each other. I don't know if you saw yeah, that. That was, that, was, that was clean. That was clean. I mean, come <laughs> on, man. I mean, tell me. I'm sure Deuce Vaughn's heard this whole life. His low center of gravity oh, <laughs> makes it very hard for guys to be able to tackle him. Mm -hmm. But I just think that one thing about him is what the Cowboys' offense has been needing, especially just an instant energy guy. And he gives that immediately uh, to this offense. But switching gears here and going back over to the other side, another position that, and I think we got some players over there, is in the linebacker room. Mm. And we talked about this defense being elite and them taking the next step. Sure. And we knew that the linebackers would have to come front and center to represent this dominance on defense. Man, we've got some players over there. And I started with DeMarvey and Overshawn. The young man and give Will McClay and the scouting, the scouting department credit when they have drafted a young man who fits what they want. <coughs> so many times people want to draft players based on, you know, whatever, whatever. But who fits, you know, the size of measurables? Who fits what it is you do? This young man, he's the right culture. He, he's, he's, he's got the right attitude. Texas native, cowboy fan, wants to be here, wants to play the special teams, knows his role. So you can't get enough young guys like that. So he's going to make this football team. Once again, who do you look at that you say may not make it? Right now, a linebacking core based off this game, Jabril Cox is a guy who I could see not making the 53, but they say, we want you on the practice squad. And unless he makes some plays, because I go back to this, if you put a guy out there, who's going to take him? Right now, Jabril hasn't got enough tape right now that's going to say to somebody, we need him. And that's – Seattle's big. 
I tell you, guys, right now, Seattle's big for a couple guys where you just say, okay, I got to show them something because you only have one more game after that. Mm-hmm. But I don't anticipate Mike playing a lot of starters, so I think there's going to be an opportunity for some other guys to show their wares against some first-team guys if Pete Carroll decides that this game is going to be a dress rehearsal for him in Seattle. And so that's going to be pretty key if you can see some of these backup players play against Seattle's ones. And by the way, I think Seattle's going to be an even better football team than they were last year. I thought they came on strong at the end. Mm-hmm. What do you think about 35? 35, play, he played well. Um, you, you can see – um, that they know what they're doing, that they're being coached right, right? Because you can see them reading guard pools. You can see them making sure they were setting the edge. Then you can see the speed to chase guys down and make sure they make the tackle. I say they. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to get because I, I know I'm going to get to my guy later. But no, Overshot, over, he, listen, he looked great, all right? And like I said, it's only it's only one week. But I think that Jacksonville still, still has some talent out there. And then I know at the beginning of the game, they started to win. Yeah, right? they so, won. They won. So he looked he looked good. I think him. Leighton Van Der Esch and uh, Damone Clark, I think that is a linebacker crew Solid to be reckoned with right yeah. there, right? Because they're not just uh, one-trick ponies, right? Mm-hmm. They can run, they can hit, and you can see them getting coverage. Those are those are the type of tall, lean guys that we have at, uh, at the linebacker position, and I think that's going to bode well for us. It for translated. Those are things. It translated from Oxnard. And we yeah. keep talking about the all Oxnard guys. It translated for Oxnard. Church, for, for you, being a, a former safety, we've talked about Jerron Curse. And when you see Overshawn, the, the guy that's a tweener that can play that in Dan mm-hmm. Quinn's system, what what is your mindset <laughs> when you see a guy that's not just a, a hybrid guy? He's a, he's a linebacker, but he he started out in the safety oh, in yeah. college, and he can basically do it all, as you see uh, on the preseason game. Well, the, mo- the more you can do, the better. I mean, that's what coaches always say. And this guy, he's versatile. Like you said, he can play that safety position. He can be in the box and be that linebacker, sideline to sideline. We know he has the speed. We know he has the speed. We know he has the coverage ability. Um, but what, to me, what stood out, because I didn't know if he had enough bricks in his pocket. Like, I didn't know if he had enough weight to play at that linebacker position and kind of deal with those big offensive linemen down there. But what stood out to me, I think it was either a third and one or maybe it was a fourth and one um, early in that game against the starters. And... They went right downhill at Overshawn, and it was him and the running back right in the hole. Boom! Stood his ground right there, pushed him back at the point of attack. So that shows that he he can go in there and he can battle amongst the Giants in there as well as do all the stuff sideline to sideline. So, like Daddy said, that trio of linebackers is going to be extremely impressive, and I'm excited to see what they can do. Now, Nui, I, I want to go to Damone Clark because he's a guy that came in last season with the neck injury. They were not really expecting a lot from him. Got a lot of playing time out of him last season. But especially in camp and in the preseason, man, you see why Dan Quinn was high on this guy with just his raw athletic ability. I go back to Michael Parsons, who said, I'm challenging guys to come meet, meet the challenge. That linebacker room, you know, you still have Parsons in it. So here's Parsons. And that thing has gone down. And it's just kind of rolling down. you got Leighton Vanderesh, who's mm-hmm. talking Super Bowl, and he's looking good out here. So I think these guys are all – It's all you don't want to be the one – that's making the, plays. Right, not making plays. You, you don't want to be the one that gets talked about. You don't want to – I don't think you want to incur the wrath of Michael Parsons, <laughs> you know, who can be a little bit of bully, you know, at times about what he's expecting here. So I think they've got a standard, and you see everybody trying to meet that standard in that room. And give credit to Coach Scott McCurley, okay? G- give him some credit here about what we're seeing so far. That it tra- I can't say it enough. It translated, which was my biggest concern. I'm seeing all this stuff here. Okay, well, we see it. At AT&T Stadium, so far we've seen it. I love the fact that they've got one more week in California. Mm-hmm. Now go take what you have for the guys who, who checked the boxes that were playing and just, you know, go trending up. Can you do it again? And for the guys who may have trended down, can you fix it? 
I, I think this is another key week here for, for backup players, and that's what Cowboy fans have to really get into. They know pretty much the guys they want to get out. Parsons is going to be fine. Lamb is going to be fine. Can these other guys who at some point in this season are going to have to help this football team, can they get them out there, get them going? And I think that's where Mike McCarthy hasn't gotten enough credit, Heckman, for just his ability to develop these young players. And we're seeing dudes who come in here and, 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 and they're getting it done, which is, to me, that's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting because in the salary cap world, knowing – you gonna have to pay some folks around here. <laughs> it, it's about to be what you know. What says it? Was it Pareto's or eighty? It was eighty twenty. But it's about to be ninety five five payroll around here. And this is an easy subject for you, LSU linebacker. So go ahead. Listen, listen, listen. He started okay against the starters, and he was a standout guy. You look at the first eight plays of the game. I think he made tackles on four or five of them, and was around the ball on the rest of them. All right. I think what happens is. Some people may have forgotten that Damone Clark was the guy <laughs> at LSU. Mm -hmm. He was the guy. So we talk about like Mark Michael Parsons and saying live up to the standard. The standard for uh, Damone Clark has always been high, right? And then he comes in last year where he probably expected to play a little bit more and do a little better. Mm -hmm. And now he's like, I got my full year. I'm going to show these dudes what I can do. Like I should be starting. And you could tell that like that was his mindset when he was out there in the game. The dude was all over the place. Yeah. And this is ETN he was tackling. Yeah. These are this is good football Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, like, he was out there, he was out there balling. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Get, make sure everybody's lined up in the right spot. He was doing everything that he needed to do. And it was exciting to see because I say this, I met him uh at Brady James uh house. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me, hey man, I was like, so so what's different about here and LSU? He was like, Well, you know, LSU. It's, it's college. It, it was the thing. We could do whatever we want to. Mm -hmm. That's fine. We were, we were going to go out there. We're still going to be able to play to our best. I've gotten here, and I've stopped drinking. I've stopped doing all the extra stuff. I'm just focused on football. Yeah. And then you see him go out there, mm. and the words Paying are off. matching Paying what off. he's doing. Paying I'm like, off. okay, yeah, right, yeah, you, <laughs> you're right. The man that he was at LSU, because if you watched an old LSU tape when he was there, he was the guy on defense. And it has to be this way as they get ready to pay Mike Parsons. That's yeah. <laughs> you, you've got to get these younger players to come in here and get them under contract at a, at a nice low price for a few years because, hang on, this, this Parsons is going to cost. Oh yeah, he's gonna be the highest. I mean, yeah. He's gonna call. It's, it's, it's back up the bridge like, truck. This yeah. is quarterback. He's gonna get quarterback money. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's not giving no discount. Yeah, BC. It, when you looked at the, the starting lineup on defense for the Dallas Cowboys, you had Dante Fowler. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you had Sam Williams. Sam Williams out there. <laughs> you had guys on our uh, quote unquote non-starters going out there that are legitimate first, you know, mm -hmm. first team guys that are logging these reps, and that ought to tell you how deep that linebacker room is, but the job that they did on Saturday, what would you think about Fowler and, and Williams? No, I think they, they played outstanding, and I feel like Williams is, I think he's going to just continue to get better and better. He already has the size. He already has the build and athletic ability to be a dominant edge rusher out here. I think he'll just continue to get better and better as he follows, you know, like a Micah Parsons or a D-Law out there. And, and like you said, man, the, the second team, for this defense right now could be a starting defense for any other team in the National Football League. I mean, when you got Dante Fowler, who has a you know a, a career year sack when he had 13 sacks in one year, you've got Sam Williams coming off the edge. Just imagine what you can do at that linebacker position when you got your dime package. You can have just Damone Clark over Sean right there. I mean, it, it's going to be outstanding. I'm extremely excited to what this defense can bring to the table. We're going to take our first break, but when we come back. We're going to talk about the quarterbacks because it's a lot of pressure being added in there. 
in that quarterback room. <laughs> it's the Players Lounge. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pataya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages, with pre-game sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back, Back. to the Players' Lounge. Come watch the Dallas Cowboys practice at the Star in Frisco during training camp presented by American Airlines. Free open practices will take place at the Ford Center starting with Cowboy Night on August 22nd and run through the 24th. For more information, visit DallasCowboys.com slash training camp. Back in action here on the Players' Lounge. Newey Scruggs is back in the building. Mm. Barry Church is in the building. And Danny McRae is also in the building. We got the whole Players' Lounge in here today. Nobody's on live view. Everybody is officially in the building. But we're going to talk about the quarterback position because, obviously, we're watching closely. Cooper Rush, Will Greer. Uh, Cooper Rush, had he was uh, 10 for 12, all right? Yeah,ブレイキングニュースブレイキングニュースブレイキングニュースブレイキングニュースブレイキングニュースブレイキングニュースブレイキングニュースブレイキングニュースブレイキングニュースブレイキングニュースブレイキングニュースブレイキングニ
Okay. Doable. He was at 13 and a half. Okay. Finding another raise. Yeah. yeah, so we scheduled to be at 13 and a half and 14. So now it's an additional 8.5 plus million. So so now you're going to get paid north of 18 for the next two years. Yeah, but look, yeah, yeah definitely that li- the line play on. No, let me try glossing over. No, 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I'm sure, you know, somebody up, somebody went up there, Schottenheimer, the play caller, hey, hey. So what you're saying is all that talk. Sure no. All that chirping going on. All that posturing. Ain't nobody do it. Got Newly out of camp talking about leverage. Leverage. So we're just going to move on, you know. Future value versus current value. That's what you Yeah. I'm going to erase that phone call me and you had Hey, you know, oh, this one, this one's real simple. You know what happened? Game happened. The game happened, and it was, yeah, about that. Somebody went up there to all the, they closed the door. About that leverage. About that leverage. So, well, you know. So what is he? What is he? What? We, do, you know, we we wanted to let the young guy. But okay, you know what, boss? We showed you, boss. We let the young guys play. You saw, you, boss. This is this is we 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 this is as good as we're gonna get. And this is this is the beauty of Jacques Taylor. Great cowboy writer always said, "Sports is fluid." Yeah. Absolutely. Sports is fluid, and you know, what? Saturday made it real fluid. So all of a sudden, whatever they were thinking, lever, we here. We're like, yeah, you know. So I guess we really don't have to talk about how the O line played on Saturday. Josh Ball. <laughs> Josh Ball in trouble. We don't have to have that conversation no Josh, more. Josh, Josh Ball, seventy five, may not make it. Yeah, I was gonna look. So I was how do you go how do you keep Deuce and Turp? Seventy five. Seventy five. Seventy five. Seventy five might be on these streets. On these streets. But as much as you credit this off this 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 coaching staff for developing players, and they've given this guy a lot of leeway, Josh Ball, sure. uh, to make the squad with injuries. Sure. Him, well, let's go. But it's specifically number seventy five, moving him from tackle back inside the guard. It's just never has developed. Uh, for him as a player, and you, I'm telling y'all, Saturday when I was watching, I'm like, whoa. It, you know, look, I know this guy is getting reps, and he's probably getting better through the reps that he's getting, but that ain't it, brother. Some I'm sorry. don't have it. And so somebody, <laughs> somebody, took the cover, somebody took the cover <laughs> off the button. All right, it is, yeah, it's going to smash that. We've seen enough. <laughs> got, got, got Zach Martin paid. Yes, <laughs> Zach better bring him some, bring him a good old goodie bet. Thanks, brother. You, thank Appreciate you. You watch that game, and you know what you could be. And you know what could hold you back, and then you make that phone call. Well, look, you know, well, we know this. When you draft, like, everybody don't make it. Yeah. Everybody, everybody doesn't make it, right? Guys ain't everybody, got it. Everybody doesn't make it. Everybody, everyone deserves an opportunity to fail. Yeah. I mean, deserves an opportunity yeah. to fail. He, he may still make it, but right now, and maybe there was even a trade or whatnot, but right now, clearly, hey. clearly, look. Balls, look, who, how, who traded the ball? We've seen enough people roll out of here who've gone from, from the Cowboys who've gone on and played other places. Yeah, we, we have seen. gone on, got paid. He's, Remember Big yeah. Corey? Couldn't find the field here. Ended up going Taco to, just got signed in. Got, got, was up there starting for the Colts. So we, we have seen guys leave here and go places. And, and even if they're just backup players, we've seen them be able to go. And So don't. Starting is one thing, but can he be on somebody's squad in the NFL as a backup player? Yes. Look, the, yes. Offensive, the offensive line left a lot to be desired. I mean, there was there were some things that was happening that obviously they they 
That's why Zach Martin. Is there you go. Good and for they him. Make those, they make those adjustments. What we're going to do, we're going to blow through the second break and go all the way through. Uh, but I want to talk to you because I know your favorite subject, Louie, is Jalen Tolbert. JT Money did his thing, did. made some plays, and you can see the confidence, though. Mm -hmm. You can see the confidence in a player that his first year, his confidence was zero. We talked about this on the show, just a guy who, who could improve, who could, and he, he's done everything you need to do. He's been here. He's gotten the coaches. McCarthy, Schottenheimer, you've gone and been around Dak. He's done his part. Uh, as much as we saw Terrence Steele improve from that first year, because it was he had a tough first year. He improved in the second year. So right now, Jalen Tolbert's on track to do that. My other guy, not so much. Your other guy, Simi? Simi's not. Who's your other guy? The, the boss man fat. Oh, <laughs> I, I boss man fat. Man. <laughs> boss man fat, bro. I just, I just, I, I just, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, guys, two guys where I'm like, maybe we could see, you know, I was looking like, what can you do this year with, you know, with Austin? I was looking at Ball. Could he get better? I was looking at Tolbert. Could he get better? I was looking at Kelvin Jones. Could he get better? Right now, only one of them's gotten better. Can I ask you something? Okay, going into that game on Saturday, your expectation for boss man fat, Kelvin Jones, was what? Because not because what you just said was I was looking at him saying okay this could probably be a guy maybe you got a change going into the game on Saturday what was your expectation of uh, Oxnard I was down when I left Oxnard I just didn't have much but he did have a PBU right Kelvin Joseph had a PBU yeah, in the yeah. game I said I just I the best thing he can do is hang out with CJ Goodwin and and just try to have that role that's the best so thing so, so once again you start talking about Turpin Vaughn you you got a better shot of letting Kelvin Joseph go and bringing him back to your so, so to me, there's gonna be guys like that. Of, yeah, yeah. So be, it's, it's, it's gonna be guys like that. You're not letting two guys go who are going to get snatched up. You're gonna be looking at guys like a Simi, like a Kelvin Joseph, like a Josh Ball that you can put them out there and you can go bring them back in because they've got warts. That maybe somebody else has that's too many warts for me. Or I didn't see enough on tape that I want. But there's just been some things that can't. That some of these guys like Tolbert, what you saw at Oxnard. It translated. It did. It translated. And and that's a really good thing because to me right now, he's your number four, hands down. Yeah. Right now, he's the four. And so if he's the four, that's where I got like Simi. Simi in trouble, man, because Turpin's going to be in there. Yeah. So that's five. That is. That's it. Brooks, <laughs> while Brooks didn't have a game we thought, the way it didn't translate from camp, but if Brooks brings them something and he's playing special teams, that may be his way uh, on. But for you, two guys that went undrafted that had to completely break your back to get on to the active roster. And I'm sure when you're watching preseason games, you're looking for that underdog. You're looking for you in a player, basically. Was there anyone that, that everybody's kind of flew under the radar that you said, you know what, this guy has a legitimate chance with all of these talented players on this roster to possibly make the roster? Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, you know, let, let, let me let, let, let's go back to. Can I go back to Kevin Joseph? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm gonna go back to Kevin Joseph just for a second because yeah. I'm, I, I want to continue to make sure I emphasize that I think Kevin Joseph can play football in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. I think trying to make him be the player that he was in college at the cornerback position is gonna take a lot longer. Uh, then, then they have mm. time to allow him to try to stay on the roster for. I really think as I was watching him in the game, I didn't even watch him at cornerback. I just watched him play gunner 
and I wanted to watch him run down on any other special team that he was on. I yeah. saw him get double teamed. I, I t double teamed. I saw him continue to fight through and make sure he was continuing to be a difference maker on special teams. And I think that for him, and this is no shot at his ability to play cornerback, for him right now, I think the most important thing for him is he needs to go in there and say, hey, coach, I want to be the best I can be on special teams. If that means that y'all need to do whatever y'all got to do to make sure that I can be more focused and y'all can get more reps of me on special teams, then that's what I want to do. I think that is the best way for you to be on the roster because if you keep trying what you tried in Jacksonville, right, it's like, okay, well, we're going to play him at cornerback and then we'll see if we lose some at special teams. And then you lose at both, now you have a real issue. Yeah, and, I, and I say that because I went through <laughs> I went through that exact thing. I, I was starting safety. Jody had me at all, on all special teams. Tough. And we was out there playing all of them. And, and finally they were like, hey, you go back to special teams. <laughs> so, <laughs> could, could it be a situation where it's C.J. Goodwin, Kelvin Joseph as a choice that they make for the 53? Could be. I don't see why you wouldn't pick C.J. Yeah. I mean, they're both playmakers, yeah. Yeah. Hey, CJ, yeah. Your locker room guy, though. Yeah, they both bring the same. Your locker room guy is CJ. Yeah. He, you would have the most impact of the locker room by him leaving than you would Kelvin Joseph, I believe. And the th intriguing thing about uh, Kelvin Joseph is just where he was where he was drafted. You know, yeah, second I, I think rounder, if yeah. it was if it if it didn't have anything to do with where he was drafted, I think that's not even you're not even right. thinking about this and having a conversation on, especially with guys like Eric Scott Jr., who you know that that are obviously coming around and doing some really good things. But and I was asking y'all that question about guys that are going under the radar, guys like John Stevens, mm -hmm. the tight end that you see mm -hmm. that the football player, yeah, you know, guys like Isaiah Land. Uh, the defensive end that are, that are making plays may not be someone that you're thinking about to say that's going to make this squad, but you see some of those guys actually making plays and doing some pretty good work. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I'm, I'm going to be honest. It's going to be tough for the under underdogs on the defensive side of the football. I mean, when you talk about depth everywhere, it's, there's only so many spots you can have on a team. So it's just going to be extremely hard for those guys to scratch the surface and get in there. I mean, you look how deep we are on the defensive line. The linebacker room now that we see with, with Obershawn coming in there. The secondary. I mean, it's it's going to be extremely hard to make this football team, especially from a guy that's you know doesn't have the pedigree and just kind of showing up. It's, it's going to be tough to crack this team as an undrafted guy. I think in our situation, you have to go back and remember, as Church always says, the depth at the position when we got here mm -hmm. was was really light. Okay, they had drafted a, a Kwasi Wusuansa in the fourth. It was me and Church. Kwasi was hurt coming into rookie minicamp and all yep. that. Mike Hamlin got hurt. Pat Watkins was injured during the Like, we had uh, the dominoes fall in our favor, in our favor like, yeah. all the way through for us to get on the roster. And I don't think... You don't see that now. Nah, it's, it's too <laughs> deep. They're too deep right now. Yeah. Deep and young. They're too deep and young right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and obviously, you know, look, we still have two preseason games left. And all of these uh, count anything that you're looking for here in these last two preseason games. Uh, kicker Aubrey. Oh, Makes man. kicks, man. Yeah. You, can't, you can't miss the extras. Okay, You cannot miss the extra points. So, to me, that's something you, got, you have to look at. The NFL, too many games are coming down to field goals here. And at a certain point in time, they've also got to figure out what is his range. Okay? Is you know, Maher was a guy that you could send out there for a 50-yard field goal. So that's the next thing for this kid is, okay, can you make extra points and can we find out what is your range before they go out and make some decision on trying to bring in a, uh, a veteran?
99 problems and kickers still one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that we are still going through this with the kicker. Vizcaino was a guy that we had in OTAs. He doesn't make it through training camp. And here we are, man, still talking about mm -hmm. uh, the kicking position. But, man, we got a hard 230 out on this. And so, look, we'll be back here on the Players' Lounge at on Wednesday at 1 o'clock. Nui Scruggs is back in the building. Danny McCray is back in the building. The man over there, his pockets got the mumps, is in the building. BC is in the building. <laughs> Throw the cap, man. Let the people know, man. Hey, we'll start the, we'll finish this thing like we ended this thing. Throw the cap, baby. This has been the Players' Lounge. We'll see you when. rock bottom. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!